Well, we are finally here at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. We began day one, term one this year, considering Jesus wandering up onto that mountain uh, after all those miraculous signs that he was God's chosen king. And he was about to bring in the feast of God's upside-down kingdom. And now, after all those months, we have made our way through all of those different uh, courses to be served up today's final dish. But as wide-ranging and varied in flavours as uh, Jesus' sermon has been, I wouldn't call it a buffet. Uh, There have not been numerous options uh, for responding to Jesus' teaching. It's very much been what we might call a set menu. You are either a hypocrite or a follower of Jesus, he says. There's good treasure or there's bad treasure. There's the healthy eye or there's the unhealthy eye. There's God or there's money. There's fear or there's trusting in God. There's the wide road or the narrow path. As we saw last week, there is good fruit or bad fruit. It's one menu or the other, not a buffet. And Jesus closes his sermon today in much the same way. He speaks of two builders. One builds on rock and the other on sand. Both face the same storm, but only one endures that storm because of where it was built. And for Jesus, uh, his message is pretty clear. We can either build on him and his teaching, which is as solid as rock, or we can build on anything else and it will be washed away like sand in a storm, seeing the floodwaters rise, inundate the house and see it fall with a great crash. Now, linking back to last week about producing good fruit, Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So one of the questions for us is, how do you know where you are building your life? Well, Jesus is pretty clear here, isn't he? You do it by doing what Jesus says and continuing in doing what Jesus says, building your life through hearing and obeying his word. It's like what we talked about last week with the food and toy drive and the idea that we should be doing good not just for Christmas, but in every season, bearing fruit for Jesus in season and out of season. And so hearing and doing here in this verse uh, have the effect of kind of unfolding before our eyes. We hear Jesus' words and that hearing then flows into obedience. But I guess another question is how do we know that Jesus' words are actually worth building upon? We found it hard at times throughout this year to argue with his logic about how we should treat other people, even though it's cut pretty close to the bone in places. But how do we know that doing his words are actually going to do us any good? Well, it's because Jesus didn't just say these words. Jesus did them. Perfectly merciful and righteous, he fulfilled every letter of God's law. He walked that extra mile up to the cross, through that narrow gate, up that narrow path. His cloak was stripped off his back in love for his enemies. His clear eyes set on that hill to shine as its light into the darkness of our sinful sandcastle building. See, the words Jesus said, he lived by. And because of how he lived, he did die. He died as the one who lived the truly blessed life. But because of our rejection of not just his teaching, but of his authority, well, he died a cursed death for us when the storm of God's judgment fell on him. 
But it's not just because Jesus' words were perfect and true, but because he is the true and perfect word of God. And because of that, he was raised back to life. And that confirmed that his words here are indeed true, and obeying them is the perfect way to live. He's the only word of God, and he's the only one to come out the other side of death alive. He's the only one who, if we build upon him, will see us weather the storm and not be washed away. Now, when Jesus finished uh, his sermon, we're told that the crowd were astonished at his teaching. Now, the word for astonished there is ekpleso, which carries with it the idea of being so amazed by something that it actually overwhelms you, it consumes you, it stops you in your tracks, it brings you low. Almost as low, I reckon, as being poor in your spirit. And if you remember from day one, term one this year, that's how Jesus opened his sermon. Blessed are the poor in spirit, he says. To be poor in spirit here is to have had your heart exposed and wrenched to long for Jesus and for him. And that's a blessing. And you see, the crowd, they were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority. And of course, Jesus' authority is confirmed in him living these words, dying true to his word, and being raised according to God's word. Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount is the authoritative set menu for entering the upside-down kingdom through the life of Jesus the King. And so will you come to Jesus? Actually, to put it even simpler, will you sit at the table with him? Everyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus says. Following Jesus is not about signing up to a set of teachings or an ethical system. It's just about responding to him, to Jesus. The word you can live by, the rock you can build your life upon. Jesus is the foundation for living out life in the upside-down kingdom. And if you do that, you'll be able to do all the things in the Sermon on the Mount. You'll be able to live as that distinctive, salty follower of Jesus that people might not always understand, and they might even oppose you, but you'll love them anyway. You can live as that light on a hill who baffles people because you've got an authenticity about you. Your yes is yes, as Jesus said. You'll eat your daily bread and you forgive others for what they say. You've got a peacemaker kind of attitude. That is life that's built upon the rock, shaped by the rock, that will see you rock on in to the upside-down kingdom of heaven. Let me pray as we close our time in the Sermon on the Mount. Father, we do thank you for these words of Jesus. Father, we know they've been hard-hitting for us all year, that we have seen the reality of what life is like in Jesus' upside-down kingdom. And Father, we have sometimes felt daunted or confused about how we could ever live like this. But we thank you that there is one who has lived like this for us. And if we put our trust in him, we are building our life upon him, the rock, and we can actually obey and follow him. And that will see us weather the storm and enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen.